This is the Argyle Podcast, the official podcast of Plymouth Argyle Football Club. Hello, this is the Argyle Podcast. I'm Charlie Price and I'm currently sat in the Upper Mayflower stand looking out across Home Park at the flags above the Lindhurst fluttering in the breeze and the sun shining on this pristine turf where just a couple of days ago a 1-0 win over Oxford United took us to 77 points with just five games left of the regular Skybet League One season. Three points off the top, dare we dream. (laughs) A nice buffer down to the playoffs. It is a perfect position to be in going into the final five. But as we all know, this is football and anything can happen. Over the next half an hour or so, we'll hear from Stephen Schumacher and Neil Jusnip around first team matters and that final push towards the end of the season. And we'll also take a look inside the academy, who are having a great season themselves with the under-18s manager, Darren Way. But we've got to start with Saturday, haven't we? That was a nice gaffer, wasn't it? That was very nice. Um, it was a tough game. We knew it was going to be like that again. You know, Oxford are the leading goal scorers in the division. Got some unbelievable talent in their forward line and create good chances. You know, we... We needed our goalkeeper once again to make an unbelievable save uh, early on in the first half, which I don't know how he's kept it out, but he did. That's what he does. Um, but it was a tight game. There wasn't many shots on target. It was one of them. You could tell it was two top teams going at it, and thankfully we've come out on top with, with the three points. I was actually going to ask you how he kept it out, uh, because it was an unbelievable save. Just look, the strike didn't do anything wrong either, did it? No, it was good connection, good, good break from them, actually. You know, we gave the ball away, the counter-attack on us, pretty well great ball in and, and the lads struck it well at Michaels put his foot out and stopped, and stopped it but me and Yuzi were speaking before the game um, watching the Liverpool game Alisson made a big save against Watford and then Liverpool went down the other end and scored so big teams that have big players who pull off um, you know, big moments and, and thankfully we've got a good, good goalkeeper at the moment who's making good saves for us How proud are you that you've managed to keep the top scorers in the league out with a centre-back who hasn't played in two months coming in and, and playing a left wing back who's not started a game in two months and and kind of nullify them other than those chances in the first half to not much afterwards Super proud um, it's been a, t- a tough week off the pitch really we had Stephen Sessegnon um, pull up injured this morning done a fitness test this morning from a kick in training so that was a little bit of a blow but but Lawsy gets a phone call um, and, and he was ready and performed brilliantly, so outstanding. Um, we had Alfie Lewis not make the, the bench today because he had a little bit of a reoccurrence of his thigh injury, so that just shows the character that the players have got, not phases them. We try not to get phased as, as a coaching staff. We turned in this morning, it is what it is. We've got our team, we've got our, our substitutes who we feel can impact the game, and once again we've done it, and we've, as you said, we kept the leading goal scorers in the division out. Um, and yeah, we're super pleased with that. Only five more left of the season. It's getting closer. It is getting closer. Yeah, um, the days are ticking off. The games are getting ticked off, and, and thankfully we're still accumulating our points that we want to get to. So uh, I've seen Sheffield Wednesday and Sunderland both scored late on today, which give them big important wins, and that puts us now eight points clear of Oxford. We're in seven, so not not not. I say, look over our shoulder. 
we're not too far away from Wigan, Rotherham and, and MK as well in front of us, so we'll um, we'll just keep going. You're listening to the Argyle Podcast. Well, just before that Oxford game, I spoke to Director of Football, Neil Dewsnip, about the run-in, about this final month. And he spoke about the excitement around the club heading into it. Uh yeah, to to say exciting is is somewhat underselling it, Charlie. I, I feel uh, obviously everybody, uh, myself included, as a as a view on how many points we need. Uh, I read on Twitter last night that I think somebody, uh, an Argyle fan, had put something like, it, "Under normal circumstances, we'd already have qualified." And I'm thinking, wow, uh, not this year. We've not. <laughs> So, really exciting, and I genuinely don't know uh, what number of points we, we would need. I'd like to think if we can get to another six points, which is two victories or, or a win and three draws or six draws, however we did it, that, that should definitely be enough. Uh, but like I say, everyone's got their own version of what we need to do. So, six more points. Yeah. Which feels loads just to get into the playoffs, doesn't it? But, but yeah. it also is an incredible points tally. Yeah, uh, in it, this division, isn't it? it? It says an awful lot about so many different things. First of all, I think it says how strong the teams in the top half of the table have been this year. Uh, I mean, even to, right right now, there's probably nine clubs who would uh, kind of say they've still got a chance uh, of getting into the playoffs, which is amazing when you think there's only six games to go. Uh, and the other thing is, and I hope we're going to talk about this, Charlie, how well we've done, flipping heck, we've done ever so well. Uh, you know, the, the the first team is very much the flagship of, I guess, uh, the director of football's role. But the club has grown in so many different ways over the last couple of seasons. Uh, it, it's just an amazing time for the first team for the supporters, for the staff uh, and the players, of course. Really, really exciting. Uh, and if we don't get in, uh, wow, how angry will I be? <laughs> yeah, I think a few people would be quite disappointed. And and I kind of on that point, I was speaking to the chairman, Simon Hallett, last week about this because um, the last time Argyle were in this sort of position, looking to try and get into the playoffs game promotion from League One was, I think it was four years ago under Derek Adams. And the club missed out on the playoffs by three points, finished in seventh, but got 68 points. And that was heralded as like a a great season. And it was, you know, there were some some really impressive results in that run of form, especially after Christmas. But he, like a lot of people, look at this season and it's completely different. Like there's 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 an expectation that, you know, we go into games and win, but there is, and this is why I use the word exciting, and you were probably quite right to say as underplaying it. There's an actual, it's maybe more of a belief that this that this season is 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 more special, and it and it, it's it's looking more likely, and everything is building a little bit more. Um, and I think that ties into what you said. You know, we've kind of been here before, but this feels different. I I sense that from the supporters. Uh, and my conversations from Simon and other board members, uh, and, and equally, you're not going to be surprised now what I say. Uh, football people are, are very cautious uh, because their experiences, uh, especially when you get to my age, Charlie, 
uh, tell you that the minute you start thinking you've nailed it, guess what? Uh, you, you haven't. Uh, so uh, morale uh, is incredibly high uh, amongst the staff and the players of the first team. Uh, that there is a belief that it can be done, obviously, uh, but there's not an overconfidence. Uh, and last Saturday at Ipswich, on the back of what has been an unbelievable run, unbelievable run at any level, uh, the, the Ipswich result says just exactly that. You've not cracked it just yet, lads, but you know what? We're in great, great shape to achieve uh, those those playoff positions, and then who knows? Uh, and let's be clear about that. If you spoke to Stephen Schumacher, he, he's obviously wanting to qualify for the playoffs, but that won't be enough for Stephen. Stephen will want to get to Wembley and win. Yeah, well, we all will, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> well, me too, me too. <laughs> uh, you mentioned just a moment ago, you said just how well, look how well we've done. And I think um, I read something in the press today, actually, uh, at the start of this week. Uh, and it was from Gareth Ainsworth, the Wickham manager, who who basically, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, they've surprised me how well they've done since the change of manager, really, when Ryan left and Stephen came in. And and I think that is probably a feeling around a lot of those clubs around us in the table that, and, you know, we probably might have been the same if one of the, one of the sides that was doing really well had changed the manager and had a change like that. It could have the kind of effect, a bad effect on the side, but it hasn't here. Uh, you know Stephen well. You're around the first team loads. Why, why, why didn't it, and why has it continued to be so good this year? Uh, if if I had the exact answer to that, Charlie, uh, everybody would want to know. I think sensibly. Uh, let Let's start with Ryan. R- Ryan kind of uh, with myself obviously and other members recruited well in the summer Uh, those players uh, gelled gelled with the staff gelled with the supporters and and the ship if you like was sailing you you know quite nicely Uh, then we have the change however that happened and and again people have had their their own say on on that Uh, but what we do know is that Stephen Schumacher uh, has has grabbed the reins and flipping heck Hasn't he done so, so well? Uh, he he assailed the ship a little bit quicker, a, a little bit more forwards, a little bit more in, in the right direction, dare I say. And that's, I say that with great respect to Ryan. But Stephen has done so, so well. Uh, and I just hope that, that you know, uh, he and the rest of the staff and the players can finish the, the journey off by making the playoffs. Uh, at, and I know Stephen would be the first to say, and, and I think it would be remiss of me not to say this, other members of staff who have uh, joined uh, have made a really, really good tight team. So at the, at the risk of kind of going through a number of people, but I think it's important to do so. Uh, Keith Downing has joined us, of course, uh, and he, he brings uh, great experience to to the staff. Uh Something that that hopefully I I add to as well. We're the old the the old fogies on the staff, I guess. Uh, we we've had a new sports scientist in Elliot Turner, uh, who came in November time, who's had to kind of uh, land and get running very quickly. Uh, we've had a new physiotherapist in Nick Fulton at the start of the season. Uh, we've had Mark Hughes end his playing career at Bristol Rovers and come in also 
as part of the technical team. Uh, so the whole staff uh, really has had to gel quite quickly. And that has been a real skill of Stevens to, to enable that uh, staff to do that, uh, to gel, to grow, and to add uh, a new flavour, a different flavour to what Ryan had already established. And let, let's not forget the players, of course, in all this. Uh, there was 10 signings, I think, if I'm right, back in the summer. Uh, that, that obviously takes time to gel as a team. Uh, then we had three more came in in January, uh, and that takes a little bit of time. Uh, and all those things uh, are fitted together so, so nicely. Uh, Andrew Parkinson said to me the other day, the transition has been as seamless as possible. Uh, and I have to say, yes, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and I don't think it's one person or any one reason. It's it's the overall environment that's been created uh, and has grown through the season. So gr- started off by people who are no longer here, but continued and grown further and more positively by the new people and people who've been in it, in it you know, since the start. So we're, we find ourselves in a really, really good place, uh, Charlie. Yeah, I was going to kind of touch on that. And you, you kind of answered it, kind of what, what was it, what is it that has made, you know, all of those changes, new faces, different challenges kind of seem like not a big problem. And you said the environment. Does that then mean that, you know, this side, you could, you could basically chuck anything at the club at the moment and they'd be able to ride it out? Is that, is that always needed in a recipe of a successful I think I think you have to find a little bit of resilience from somewhere to be successful. Uh, I think that resilience, I think, comes from yeah changes of manager, changes of significant members of staff, uh, playing the European and then world champions away. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, how how good was that as an experience? And they're the things that bond, uh, I believe, groups together. Uh, and, and want them to go on and be as successful as they can. Uh, and, and again, everybody has a view, don't they? Uh, but Chelsea would have been massive in bonding the group. Birmingham City before that, finding a way through. Do you remember Losey's goal and the reaction? Uh, fi- finding moments like that in our football season have had a massive positive effect on where we currently find ourselves today. And hopefully there could be more moments like that between now and let's say the end of May, shall we? If we can get those six points that you need in the next six games and, and then go beyond. How do we how do we get them, Neil? How do we make <laughs> sure we get those points? Well well, you know what? I, I again, uh maybe a little bit boring, but I, I, I'm gonna say to to the supporters, uh, Charlie, that Obviously, the processes that we've had from the start of the season to where we are now appear to be working. Uh, I, I would hope that, that Stephen and the rest of the staff are not going to do uh, anything too different because we've done OK, haven't we, with whatever we're doing. Now, I'm not going to share what those processes are, but I do know what they are. And I, I obviously know how Stephen and his staff works. And I would say this to everybody. They're very, very thorough and well prepared so 
it, it, it's not a surprise to me that we are well equipped to go head to toe with whoever our opponents are on any given day. I think a couple of months ago, people were probably a little bit sort of fearful of the running that we had. If you looked at it, it's quite a daunting sort of running. But well, let, you know, let me change we've, your we've, word. We've coped and dealt with those, haven't we? Charlie, let me change your adjective from daunting back to exciting. Uh, yeah, well, that, that, I mean, that's the point that you look at them now is what I was yeah. going to say. And you think, well, these are now, you know, I think we've sold out or will be close to selling out every single one of those home games. They have now become less daunting, more anticipation, exciting. Yeah, you're right. Well, uh, again, I'm sure the, the players, uh, I would hope, would say this. They're, they're the games that you want to play in. Uh, the, the staff would say they're, they're the games they want to coach. Uh, the spectators will tell us they're the games we want to come and watch. So uh, every, everyone's happy. Uh, what we've got to do is find a way, obviously, of being successful enough within those six games, as, as we've already referred to. Uh, but Charlie, I can't wait. Uh, I am uh, still getting out of bed. And the first thing on my mind is, what do I need to do today to help us get into these playoffs? Uh, and I just know... Everyone's the same. Uh, it's just a fantastic time uh, for Argyle uh, in in all ways. Just finally, Neil, um, as as we look into these last few games, there's there's always a bit of jeopardy. You're thinking which division will we be in? And I know you as a group, and it's been this, it's been the case since you've come in, where the planning for players contracts etc always looks at the next season <laughs> when when this sort of position <laughs> how easy how easy is it to start looking at potential changes which i imagine there will be depending regardless of what happens you know are there two lists of of what might happen is it the same list and you're hoping that it will happen regardless of whether we go up or not or or are you maybe thinking less about it now because it is quite a crunch time of the season uh, no, uh, the whole club, uh, from from the chairman through the CEO, through the director of finance, through the, the director of football, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, we're, we're planning as you would hope we are. Uh, we're, we're planning that we might be in Division One, uh, and if we are in Div- Division One, how do we remain competitive, and how do we give ourselves the best chance of getting out of this league next year? Uh, and equally, we're planning that we may, uh, as we speak, be in the championship. Uh, and I don't think anyone would get carried away if I said, how do we survive that first season in the championship, which would be financially an, an incredibly difficult task currently for Plymouth Argyle. Uh, but a great challenge. This is the Argyle Podcast. Well, it isn't just the first team that are doing well on the pitch at the moment. The academy side, the under-18s, are doing brilliantly too. Top of their league, Merit League One, and still unbeaten in that campaign as well. Dan Cole caught up with Darren Way. Darren, let's start with the most positive news. Obviously, the 18s are currently top of the league. Uh, incredible start to the Merit League season. From the outside looking in, it looks like you're just going from strength to strength at the moment. I'll probably have to agree with that, but at the same time... It's important the players don't become complacent. They have been coming up against teams that I think have been tactically 
uh, more difficult to work out. Uh, obviously the pace and the power, uh, we've, we've seen that threat over a period of games now. Uh, teams can become a little bit direct in, in, at this level and uh, I think the players and the, the group have competed really well. They've been very competitive. I think that's probably the biggest strength. Um, the honesty to, to work hard and the competitiveness that they show in training and throughout games has is, is been really, really pleasing for all staff to watch. I know you're not you want to keep everyone's feet on the ground but how long have you been in now just over two years something like that? yeah just over two years uh, obviously the pandemic so in terms of the ground contact time with the players it's been a little bit less but i think you know the, the togetherness that this group have, have shown i feel extremely proud to be a part of them that was what i was going to ask you know that it's been a remarkable um, from where you inherited this group from when you when you joined to where they are now it's been a, a remarkable um, improvement in culture and, and quality hasn't it throughout well it's one of the things that uh, myself Jamie uh, and the rest of the staff uh, wanted to, to get was to create a new culture create a new environment uh, an environment where the players could understand that it was all about their actions and their behaviors and uh, you know, as I said, I've really enjoyed working with this group. It's been it's been fantastic to understand, you know, what they're going through at this time of the season with the uncertainty: are they going to get a contract? Are they not going to get a contract? That can be difficult as a as a as a young player to be able to deal with. But they've been so focused on um, the challenges ahead, and and I think you know I feel quite privileged coaching this group that the the players have given everything for Plymouth Argo. The start to your Merit League One campaign, I mean, in principle the way it works is that this division is harder than the one you played in, that you finished runner-up in, if I'm correct yeah. saying, yeah. So, to kick off the way that you have there, and, and come so close to keeping your 100% record last minute, Jillian McFly's, wasn't it? The confidence will still be very high, won't it, with the players this week? The players, have, uh, I think, have trained to grow. So, every training session, they're growing. Every game that we've had, the FA Youth Cup was magic for, for the players in terms of big games, the experience they gained from that. The unfortunate thing is then with youth team football, it starts all over again and then nine times out of 10, the new crop. But all I can say is I've been extremely proud of this group of players and, and the way they've conducted themselves. It's not just the 18s though at this point, is it? I mean, because some of those guys are, are playing up, filtering into the first team squad and so on um, when called upon. I've seen in the team sheets of the last couple of weeks, players from 16s and so on have, have come up. And the great thing is that even when the personnel's changing, the results and the performances seem pretty consistently positive, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it is at the moment, it's a club thing. You know, it's uh, you can see the club started to build a real good momentum in terms of a winning mentality that's driven by good staff good people and uh, you know reputation I always say is everything and the, the club's reputation is growing quite fast and uh, you know players and parents the standards are being driven and uh, it's quite a nice place to be right now are you sensing that in conversations you have I don't know if you're speaking to a player who might be thinking of joining our academy rather than a different one. Are you sensing that there's a different perspective from outside of our goal looking inwards about the way that we operate our academy now? Well, you can see by results. Uh, you can probably see uh, 
uh, with games in terms of uh, the amount of uh, staff that would be turning up um, to watch our games, which is, is always rewarding. And uh, I think probably the, the, the main um, part of it as well is that you know everyone wants to be part of something that's bigger and better than themselves and uh, you know that's Plymouth Argyle right now and uh, it's, a, it's a good place to be and we're all enjoying it. We've all got smiles on our faces and uh, we've been winning at the same time but as I said it's important not to become complacent. You alluded to it earlier, but obviously coming up to sort of probably decision time for, for a lot of these guys now, for, for the 18s. Um, the results aside, obviously, uh, what are you hoping to see from them between now and the end of the season for those decisions? To not get avoided by any distractions. Just focus on their football and uh, let the process take care of itself. And we'll hopefully have more Darren Way on the podcast sometime soon. He's a fascinating guy doing great work with the under-18s and I think he's probably worth a full episode in himself. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed listening to all of that. Uh, It's an exciting time of the season and hopefully we'll be reflecting that in the podcasts as well. If you did like what you hear, you can listen back to all the other episodes that we've done so far this season. Just find them on our website, paofc.co.uk. Look for the Argyle podcast in the Argyle TV tab or you can find it on any of your usual podcast providers just search for the Argyle podcast give us a like give us a subscribe and you'll get notified every time there's a new one this is the Argyle podcast the official podcast of Plymouth Argyle football club